This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Thank you for listening to This is a Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm joined by a man who is the Samson that will determine the outcome of the jazz games. I would say it's more like the girl from Tangled because you have to be brushing my hair. You have to be brushing my hair and then the jazz play really well. I said during game one, jazz were not playing very well. My niece started braiding my hair, jazz come back and win. So I made her brush my hair or braid it for the whole game, jazz win. Second game, same thing happens. It's like you you send me a text asking if somebody's brushing my hair. My daughter starts brushing my hair. Jazz win. Third game, nobody brushed my hair. Guess what happened? Jazz lost. Jazz lost. Jazz lost tonight too. Because nobody was brushing my hair. I was out and about, didn't get home in time for somebody to brush my hair, and the jazz lost. Let's make sure for game five your hair is being brushed, okay? My softball game is at 7, so I'll be home by like 8.30. I will make sure somebody is brushing my hair and the Jazz are going to win. If I have to, I will come brush your hair. It's It's got to be done. I was seriously thinking it's time to cut my hair. My hair is long enough. I found the, the um, foundation I'm going to donate my hair to. Everything's lined up. But after I found out that my hair is magical for the jazz, I can't cut it now. So I'm going to have to wait until the playoffs are over. But I'm going to miss, well, it's going to be interesting because I feel like a lot of people know who I am. If you meet me once, it's really easy to recognize me the second time because I got, got, it's the chubby guy with long hair, right? (laughs) So, um, for those of you who don't know, last week we spent, we have a timeshare up at the Iron Blossom that every, it's usually the second week in June that we go up and hang out up there. And uh, my cousins go up there as well with their kids. And one of the, my cousin's kids, I don't know how you say it, like second cousin once removed or something like that, um, ran into him, haven't seen him for a long time, but we ran into him at the cemetery for Memorial Day really quick you know and then he gets on the elevator he looks at me because you know he recognizes me because of the long hair he goes wait do i know you i said i think you do because your mom's my cousin um but i feel like if i didn't have long hair he wouldn't have recognized me so i feel like i'm gonna lose my identity what do you think brandon i don't think i'll recognize you either i think we need to do a poll on our social media and number one i think we've already asked for this but we need to find a place to cut my hair so if there's any local barber or beautician or something like that that would want to cut my hair number one and two maybe chat about their location on our podcast that would be great so i need we need that favor and favor number two is once i chop it off what kind of hairstyle do i go with how is Nate's hair going to come tumbling down? Where, when, <laughs> and how? Where, when, and how? 
Did you hear about the cell phone towers that got married? No. They got married, but the reception wasn't very good. Oh, man. <laughs> I love when you try not to laugh. It makes me laugh knowing that you're trying not to laugh. But today, speaking of towers, is we're talking about so we're talking about the Murray smoke towers. And if you're my age or older, you probably remember the smoke towers because they were uh, kind of iconic structure in the Salt Lake Valley. Today we are joined by Wendy Pettit of the Demolished Salt Lake podcast. Decided we should have someone with a little more expertise on the history. And really happy to have her on and talk to us about the Murray Smokestacks. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate being on your uh, on your show here. Longtime listener, first time uh, co-host. <laughs> there you go. So does that mean, Brandon, we're up to 15 listeners? Or yeah, I think we just raised it. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How long have you been doing your podcast, Wendy? Oh, I started it in January. So just after the first of the year. Just finished editing episode nine. And I'll get that released this week. So not too many episodes in, but enough to do uh, some damage, I guess. And how did you choose your topic? How did you come up with your show? So um, I love history. I love old buildings. I love preservation and I love storytelling. So uh, what better way to to put those three things together than uh, come up with a podcast about historic buildings and preservation and history. And since I'm, you know, long time grew up here in Salt Lake, born and raised, this is, this is my home. And this is where I, I'm most fascinated with learning about the history of the place. So all that combined together led to uh led to the podcast it originally started out as an instagram page right because you've right. had that for a while i think we followed that since we began our podcast how did you well, make the you. switch so back during uh you know the the early days of covid unfortunately i got laid off of my job like a lot of people did and i needed something to keep me busy so i didn't go you know, crazy <laughs> with a lot of time on my hands. So I started the Instagram page. I think it was March of 2020. I started that and kept that going. And somewhere around the fall, I decided that there was a lot more to these stories that I was, I was researching and finding out about these places that a um, lot more to it than you could put in an Instagram account or an Instagram post. So that's where the idea of the uh, podcast came about. Well, I will give the plug for her podcast. It's great. She does a whole heck of a lot more research than we do. She does a lot of great production and even adds music and overlays and things like that. So keep up the great work. I think Thank you. Uh, something definitely people that like our podcast would be interested in if they, if they like they to hear a little be, more yeah. of the, the research kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely uh, find myself down some rabbit holes for uh for a few hours sometimes and forget what I was even researching to begin with so is there a favorite one you've done so far or one that you're really excited to do in the near future 
so this summer I decided I would take uh, I'd take the podcast on a virtual road trip. So we're going to actually uh, head out of Salt Lake and hit up some spots throughout the state. So um, I'm excited to talk about the original Utah uh, uh, Utah Insane Asylum in Provo. So the original buildings, the first ones Ooh, that were. Yeah, that one will be pretty cool. Those, uh, it has some really cool um, architecture history to it that I don't think a lot of people know. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. I'm excited that, about that. One. Is that the one that they turned into a haunted house, or is that another yes. one? No, that's the one. Yeah, they actually had a a haunted house on on site. Yeah, and then it it was stopped because of uh, liability issues, which that and perpetuating the stereotype of people in an insane asylum so right yeah well that would be a fun listen we'll have to watch out for that one you were recently on the i am salt lake podcast but you talked about it on there um for that upcoming episode right yeah so um yeah they i did i did i talked about um the very first insane asylum was actually here in salt lake and there's just not a whole lot about that but I will talk a bit about that in this oh, upcoming okay. episode for the Provo Hospital. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool story. Well, I mean, to me, it's a cool story. I know it's yeah. kind of weird when you say like, hey, I'm going to talk about a sale asylum. It's a cool story. Well, we'll probably have to have you on again in the future, Wendy. So don't think you're getting away with just one episode. Awesome. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yep. Well, it's not, a, it's not a kind of a tangent here, but it's not a building. But did you hear the news how a developer wanted to change the zoning for the drive-in theater on yes. Redwood and knock that down. So, but sounds like they changed their mind with all the public outcry of that. So they um, did. And that was that, you know, a lot of times people don't think their voices matter in making a difference, but man, the public rallied and they heard it and they, they withdrew and that was awesome. So Sometimes our voices matter and do make a difference. With what you're doing, your page and your podcast, you've got an endless amount of things to do, even things that are going to be demolished or like there's a lot of efforts to keep things around right now, even in Murray itself. I mean, we're talking about the smokestacks, but there's a lot of things right now that are they're trying to get rid of and make way for bigger and better things. Absolutely. Um, a couple of years ago, Murray just completely um got basically got rid of their his, their historic preservation uh ordinance and you know and that made it easy for them to demolish the uh it was the Murray First Ward I think it was I wrote it down yeah the Murray First Ward in the Murray Carnegie Library just doesn't fit with their plans yeah i mean right now they you know they want to pretty much take out a big section of historic main or historic state street. And there's, you know, that's kind of a public outcry right there. But honestly, I, I hate to be cynical, but I don't think the public has much say in what they're going to do. So I think that mm-hmm. if they make up their mind to tear something down, it's, it's going to happen. Which could kind of segue into our topic today. Right. I don't think the public was super excited about the Murray smokestacks, right? It didn't seem like it, but they, inevitably turned down a um a proposition to uh i think it was a to raise their taxes or to do something to restore the 
the smokestacks and they did turn that down. Uh, but I think it was like a really ridiculous amount of money. So I kind of would agree <laughs> with the people, but on the surface, no people want preservation, but they don't always want to pay for it. I was going to say, we always want our cake and eat it too, right? For free. Exactly. Especially here in Utah. <laughs> we want everything done for free. <laughs> yeah. Don't tear down the smokestacks, but don't make us pay to preserve them either. Yeah. The, the Murray smokestacks were a big part of, uh, I mean, the smelting and the mining in, in Murray goes back a long ways, but that was kind of the last standing emblem of that. It was. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing, like, 1870s is when smelting really started in Murray. And I mean, it was coming, you know, the ore was coming from Park City and Bingham and a lot of places And the railroad, you know, really was the was the driver of of all of that, too, because, you know, the railroad would just bring it right into Murray and go to the smelters and, you know, get get done what they needed to get done. So, yeah, Murray has a long history of of uh, smelting history. You said it goes back even like the 1860s, 1870s. Yep. But it wasn't until 1902 when they actually built the two, they built one and then they built another one. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's an interesting story why these were built. So in like the, it was 19, early 1900s, like 1907. And the farmers were like losing crops because smelting's a dirty business. I mean, it was, there was so much pollution in the air, but not only that, but you know, all the, the slag that was all over. So there was dust covering everything, all this pollution. So they actually, the farmers actually went to court with the, uh, with the, the companies and they, some of them closed down. And then this company was the American. American smelter and refining refining company yeah they came in and they said oh you know what we can solve it by building these smokestacks and that will solve everything so the rest of they either closed they pretty much took over all the smelting in murray um and became the the one and only company in murray they closed down all the rest of them or combined them into their own and that was about 19 early 1900s that that they pretty much took over and that fixed the problem at least for the time with the the crops and everything, which is good. For the time being, it, it seemed to make people happy. Yeah. But at the same time, what was kind of cool what was going on was Murray was becoming quite diverse during this time. You had a lot of immigrants coming to town. There were like Germans and, and people from Sweden and Italy uh, coming to town and developing this little town around these smelters. So I would say Murray was quite diverse for its time. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it probably wasn't the best working place for these people coming straight from these other countries. It was not a the best work environment. <laughs> not a good work environment. These smelters ran 24 hours a day. Wow. So guys were working like 12-hour shifts. Yeah, and and they were living in horrible conditions. Because it was like just dilapidated housing that was that was their housing. So not not the greatest conditions to live in either. Do we know how tall the towers were? Yes, we do. Well, I do because, like I said, I I looked it up. So um, the tall tower was four hundred and fifty feet, 
and like 34 feet at its base. And the smaller tower was 250 feet. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So the smaller one was what the height, basically the height of what um, IMC is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what basically replaced the towers. Yeah. We're talking right in that area where IMC is. Yeah. Yeah. And pilots used to use it as a navigational tool. But I mean, growing up here in Salt Lake, we did too. Yeah. I was going to say everybody used it as a navigational tool. You knew where you were at by where you saw the smokestacks. So everyone used it as a tool. And I think that's what most people were sad about getting rid of. It was something that they had grown up with and it was, you know, a sense of place and all of those things that make you want to preserve something because it makes you feel like home. The last puff from the smokestacks was in 1949. And so yep. that's a long, let's see, do my math. That's 51 years that the smokestacks were just a symbol and not really doing anything. I mean, it's not that it was wasted space. We're not advocating for, they should have kept smelting and all that kind of stuff, but it was the smokestacks themselves that stood there for so long. Yeah, and, and it really was Murray. I mean, so the colors of Murray High um, were taken from the colors that, that the smelt the, the stacks used to like have, like the red and orange. So <laughs> Murray High got their, their high school colors from the smokestacks and from the smelters. And then when the towers went down, they also got covered by the smoke. Yes. <laughs> I think I, well, you're probably going to talk about this, how um, when they knocked them down, number one, they didn't want the residents to go watch. They thought it was too dangerous, but didn't stop them. Didn't stop and anybody. Two, and two, the towers didn't fall the way they thought they would, right? They never do. <laughs> <laughs> At least the ones I've knocked down, they've become perfect. <laughs> right? I mean, we've all played with Legos and knocked down the tower and it never seemed to fall how we you know, thought it would. <laughs> So there were like to take these guys down, these towers down. So the small tower had 135 pounds of explosives and the big tower had 165 pounds of explosives. That's crazy. That's not a small amount of dynamite. No, no. And yeah, and they fell wrong and covered everything and everyone in tons of bad things covered the (laughs) high school they covered lost creek apartments over there on the other side went all over but i i don't remember it i'm sad to say but do either of you remember where you were or remember seeing the towers come down oh yeah i went i went and watched it yeah i went down to murray and and um did my best at murray park we were at murray park to watch it so but you know didn't see a whole lot from our perspective but that was about as close as we could get the the sound was terrifying (laughs) so loud (laughs) yeah not for the faint of heart poor any animals that were in the near vicinity i feel bad for them (laughs) yeah 
And that was on August 6, 2000. So quite a few years it's gone and the hospitals come up in its place and the Costco, the track station. But what I found interesting was we were actually doing our episode for tracks recently and I work in Murray. And so that's the track station I went to, to do some research. And I didn't know they had a monument for the, the towers there. They've got two kind of bluish greenish structures that stand up right there to pay homage to the the towers but that's not yeah. the only thing because they have two other things in the area as well they have a a mural right there on on was it 54th and in, in state right where the costco is there's a mural right there too and i think there's also wasn't there also a plaque the hospital has kind of a garden space that preserves where one of the towers stood and they have a I didn't get a chance to go see this before, but apparently an interactive experience to learn about the towers. Interesting. Yeah. It's pretty I'd love cool to, to know that. they still preserve something to remember it since it was important to people. I agree. I mean, it was, I, I think this was out of everything that's happened um, in Murray and, you know, the demolition of so many historic spots. I think this one really hit home to a lot of people. It'd be like taking down the mountains. I think so. Yeah. Well, then we'd really lose our navigation if we took down the mountains because, you know, you grow up big mountains east. <laughs> it really was just a, a landmark or a navigation. Um, you kind of brought it up that if you were trying to figure out where something was, you would kind of put it, you know, it's near so many miles from the, the stacks, right? Everybody knew where the stacks were. Yep. So. Yeah. I agree with that. And uh, did you guys read up on uh, the Superfund site that came from this whole smelter site? No, I did not. Enlighten us. Oh, so apparently uh, the Murray Smelter Superfund site had the highest ever hazard rating from the EPA. Um, so it was hundred and about 150 acres of land. And it got a rating of 86.6 when the average ratings were about 50. So it was one of the most toxic places <laughs> that the EPA had rated. Well, that's, is that a badge of honor or? <laughs> I know. In a way you kind of go, wow, good for you. That's amazing. But then you, you know, you think of like all the, the atrocities that came from that, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of people got very sick from the area, you know, a lot of um, disease and cancers and because of the, the smelters. They're even so recently looking into doing more developing in this area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, to, I just can't imagine cleaning up that, that super fun site. That's just would be crazy. So yeah, you have to be careful because um, I think they even like found some underground storage containers that they didn't know existed when they were cleaning out the site, which made it even more difficult. So yeah, go, go Murray, Murray smelters for, uh, for giving the highest EPA rating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Utah's really good at being famous for not being good at some stuff. <laughs> yes. When, when yeah. we make the news, we make the news. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> uh, we go well, all out. And, and it wasn't even the 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 only you know um, super fun site. There was the one in Midvale. That was that was a huge cleanup too. 
uh, the old Midvale uh, refinery. I think it was actually, I think it was another smelter and that was a big cleanup too. I kind of wonder though, with, you know, Murray's current perspective on historic preservation, that even if everyone had agreed to preserve them, if they would have stayed preserved or if at some point they would have come down in the name of progress. Yeah, that's not the worst thing either. I was reading that Susan Wright, who has been a big, who was a big advocate for for keeping the towers, said they should have even put a restaurant on top of one of them, which I'm really sad I didn't see that happen. Well, I I kind of wonder what the... uh, what the EPA cleanup would have been for that to be able to put a restaurant on top of it because the, it would have been a Taco Bell or something like that. <laughs> you're just gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get sick anyway. You're gonna so. get the sick anyway, exactly. <laughs> a Del Taco. <laughs> well, that's. Did you read that too? I think in the same article, Brandon, that um, for a time uh, Colonel Sanders was on the tall tower, right, as a yep. billboard. Yeah, yeah. Back when they called it Harmon. Harmon Chicken. Harmon Chicken, yeah, and it was the yeah. I, that had to have been a huge, huge portrait of him and Harmon's chicken to be able to be seen that far away. Well, my thought is you were just saying that the, the residents wanted to keep them. They wanted to raise the taxes for them. But I would guess you'd get a lot of advertising money to, to rent out that spot. That's a big landmark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think companies would pay a premium to be on that tower. Where- so maybe they should have kept them. Where were you when we needed this business model of using the towers as advertising? I was in another country when they knocked them down. So um, (laughs) I was not around. So you were of no use back then. Got it. So many billboards along the freeway. This would, this would have just been the one everybody would look to. I think that would have been cool. Hmm. Those billboards are, Oh, I don't know. Nowadays. So it's the, marketing changing but i mean back in the day i mean it was it's like five grand a month for a billboard on the freeway so um they could yeah, like i said nice premium to <laughs> throw your company up there and that would probably eventually turn into like a nascar car right you just have tons of stuff all over it <laughs> <laughs> wherever you could find a spot to stick your sticker <laughs> exactly man we'd have a this is a place logo right <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. All of us that have our local podcast would have had a spot, right? <laughs> probably not yours though. Cause I think that would defeat the purpose. Yeah. They probably <laughs> didn't want to see mine on there. It would be like, Oh crap. It's coming down. She just wants to do it? an episode on this. She wants it demolished. Just kidding. <laughs> Any last things you guys found out? You've- um, I did find that. <laughs> so this little town uh, grew up around the smokestacks and it was called uh burger town. Because it was founded by a guy named Christian Berger who came from Switzerland in the 1860s. And this is kind of the town that everyone uh, lived around that worked at the smelter. But because they were all immigrants, not many of them were part of the current religion. So there was saloons and bars and, and really led to a lot of the locals not enjoying having the smelter in their neighborhood because of all the uh, all the bars and saloons and all drinking that was going on, all the sin that was happening. <laughs> so that was a bit of an uproar. <laughs> yeah, it's led to a more diverse place here in Utah, which is great. Which is awesome. I, I, you know, 
you love to hear that, right? That, and then, you know, that when they stopped working at the, the smelters, you know, then they just found their way around Utah and, you know, diversified it even more, which is awesome. Well, the, the smokestacks gave us a lot of good things then. A billboard, a whole episode, and lots of diversity. Thank you, smokestacks. We miss you. Yeah. Well, I was going to say two of the landmarks that we used to use and to say where you were were the smokestacks and then Hooters in Midvale was another landmark. <laughs> <laughs> and both are now gone. So, damn it, always, we lost that was, Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> that was always a joke in high school. You're like, oh, where do you live? And you're like, you know where Hooters is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody knew where Hooters was. Three miles east. <laughs> You can't use the smokestacks anymore, or or you Hooters. Can't. So and now, so so, how do you get a, how do you get around now? There's I don't no know. Wayfinders there's, anymore. Exactly. Now we have there's GPS now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God for 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 Siri and for GPS now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, this has been fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thanks for, for, coming, for on coming on. Your extensive research it really goes a long way when we're so bad at that portion. <laughs> it's nice to have someone come on and kind of do the work for us, as as we say. Anytime I don't hey, have I don't, to read, that's a good thing. I don't mind at all. I like I said, uh, this is this is where I love to spend my time is in Researchville. So I'm good. Well, check out Wendy's podcast again. It's Demolish Salt Lake, and uh, watch out for her upcoming virtual road trip. And she's got some really yes. cool things coming up. So we're happy to call you a a sister podcast of sorts and keep awesome. supporting you along the way. Well, uh, I'll do the same for you guys because uh, keep up the good work. You guys are a lot of fun. I, I love uh, all the places you visit and the, the fun times that you guys have on it. So you guys keep up the good work too. Nate, did you get a chance to go check out the spot by the hospital? No, I didn't even know they, until doing research for the podcast this episode, that they had that little garden area at the hospital, right? Yeah. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, it's like a little memorial i don't know how you'd say it it's just a little section that they've dedicated to the history of the smokestacks and to some prominent people in imc it's got pictures of the smokestacks pictures of some of the smelters just some cool old history i mean they got like we mentioned in the interview that they have three kind of uh, memorials to the smokestacks, right? So they were obviously a very iconic structure in the Salt Lake Valley, especially Murray. Everybody knew where they were. And if you don't remember where you were, you want a refresher, you need to check out this video. It's fun to watch some demolition. That was quick. <laughs> what did they expect? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to come down slowly, my friend. Before we recorded this podcast, or that we, um, for the interview, my nephew was asking what our episode was going to be on this week. And I told him, and then my sister overheard because she was in the room as well. And she's like, 
oh, her best friend growing up told her that her uncle fell off the Murray smokestacks working on him and died. Oh my gosh. And I was so, ex- well, sorry, it's not ever great when somebody dies, but I was like, oh, cool. We can put death at the Murray smoke towers <laughs> <laughs> and our title and get some, maybe the 16 listeners. And then right before we started recording, I texted her to see if I could get the name of the person who died. And she texted her friend and it turns out it wasn't the Murray Smoke Towers. So I was very disappointed. Well, what was it? It was some, she said it was some other tall tower. So the only other one I can think of is that one out uh, Kennecott, right? By Twilla. Oh, yeah. That's the only one I can think of. One thing we failed to mention about the smokestacks was did you know that there was some crime involved from the people working there? There were some dealers, actually. Do tell. Because, you know, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Ah, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. (laughs) Go listen to her other episodes as well. Check out her podcast. Give it a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And hey, if you haven't done that for ours, go ahead and do it. We would definitely appreciate some well thought out reviews and a couple more stars yeah click the link below (laughs) click the link below after you finish listening and then give us five stars we're going for five stars here people five stars here people (laughs) little throwback to scum cutter ooh speaking of past episodes real quick real quick update I've been waiting to tell you so um the guy store, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, the uh, guy store. Guy, guys discount. Guys discount. So I'm driving by a couple of weeks ago, and there's a sign saying that basically we quit, you know, and we quit, they quit, or something along those lines, and that everything in the store is half off, but they're only open up on Friday and Saturdays. Um, so I went in real quick to see what they had, and I bought some socks that were awesome for really cheap. So I'm like, man, I'm going back next Saturday before they close. So I went last Saturday and guess who was there? Guy was there. Guy Guy was there? Guy was there. Guy was there running the store. So finally got to chat with Guy a little bit. Um, But he did. I said, um, so I kind of got a little bit of the history of the place, how it all kind of started. And then he's basically blaming COVID for the store closing because he said he would go to like California and stuff like that to these trade show type places and buy 60 to $70,000 worth of product every year. And during COVID, he only spent $3,000 in product. So he couldn't get any product in the store. And I think just because, and then everything started ramp up again and he's like, I could keep going, but he's like, yeah, you know, I just think it's time to to be done because he was planning on shutting down shop in the next two years anyways. So He's done, um, but I did tell him, you know, because he was a really friendly guy. I said, you know, I have a podcast with my buddy, and we actually did a, um episode on your store. And he's like, I know, because people have come in and told me that they listen to your... Really? Yeah, like because I go, I don't do any advertising. I haven't had done any advertising for like 40 years that they've been open. But he says, I've had a few people mention that they only stopped in because they heard about the place on from our podcast so 
You guys are awesome. But maybe we're the, another reason why they shut down because we bought all their product and he didn't want to go out and buy any more. <laughs> exactly. And another funny, not funny, but another reason too, he said like, because he doesn't do any advertising, but most of his clientele, it's kind of a sad way to put this, but most of his clientele is dying. <laughs> like, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, guy says he's going to be open up this weekend for the, I think the last weekend. So Friday and Saturday, and then I think he's calling it quits. So I might go in and tell him that I came in because of the podcast. I'm going to leave out the portion of, well, it's true though, right? It's true. You would have known about the guy's discount if weren't for us doing this podcast, right? Right. Exactly. So, well, we have more places for you folks to discover. So keep listening in. Tell your friends, tell your family about our podcast. We'd really love to have more listeners. I mean, is it too much to ask? We want to get to 20 someday, okay? We get to 20. Thanks for listening to This Is A Place Podcast. See you next week.